uh, it's as we said minus four down here this morning. I would be hoping that it's not minus four up in Hamilton at Tarapa for Butch Castles. Let's get some track conditions with PGG rights and turf key supplies to New Zealand race courses. Butch, morning to you. What are your weather and track looking like? Yeah, morning, Louie. No, it's not minus three or four or whatever you're dealing with sat down there. It's uh, look overcast morning. We had a beautiful, fine winter's day yesterday. Uh, overcast today. They're tipping a little bit of rain, maybe in time for the Warriors game here at 7.30 this evening, but we hopefully, Touchwood, get through the day without any rain here. Tracks come up as a heavy nine. Uh, look, we had, unfortunately, <clears throat> a dozen or 15 mils of rain during the week, which uh, set it back a bit, but uh, look, it would have improved a little bit yesterday. It'll be uh, genuine heavy winter track today. Do you think it could be sticky at all, or hard to tell? No, they'll just use all of it. It doesn't get overly sticky here. And uh, no. look, as I say, without rain on the day, it won't be too bad, I wouldn't have thought. Yeah, no, that is the benefit of your track. You're right there, mate. Hey, um, anything, they're just starting to come back, the nicer ones now. And obviously you had the trials there. And only in a couple of weeks, three weeks' time or so, we've got the Foxbridge, um, which is extremely exciting. It signals the start of spring, absolutely. Is there anything today, more progressive one, that you're uh, looking forward to going around? Yeah, two weeks today. Waikato Stud Foxbridge played, and uh, yes, yeah, some of the uh, some of the guns uh, will be looking to step out. As you said, the trials here, uh, plenty of pointers uh, out of those trials uh, that uh, will uh, show us a winner or two in the next uh, few weeks. Look, Casino Princess, I suppose she's uh, the up and comer, the headliner, if you like. It's a great story behind Cliff Goss, uh, the uh, elderly trainer that does such a wonderful job with his horses and. She'll uh, resume today in race three, uh, and it'll be awfully uh, hard to beat. Uh, look, I suppose SVR, real interest around him. Uh, last start win in the St. Ledger, so he'll kick off in a mile today in a small field. Uh, worth keeping an eye on and uh, looking at maybe uh, cutting a, a, a track across the Tasman and, and a, uh, maybe a, um, a campaign in Victoria with him. So, so there'll be some interest there. Gaspodin. Uh, look, you'll be uh, heading towards the Waikato Stud Foxbridge, I'm sure, particularly if it happened to rain, uh, he'll come into calculations on that day. But today, with the claim, he'll be uh, pretty competitive in what is a pretty even sprint field race number six. So, yep, a lot of interest right throughout the day. Yeah, and, and SVR was super at the trials, wasn't he, as well, Butch? So, and Darren Weatherly's pretty excited about his progression this spring. So it's it's uh, exciting times for the whole Weatherly team, actually. And SVR, the horse. So, Butch, we'll enjoy watching your races today from here at National today. And um, good luck, and we'll chat again soon. Good, man. Cheers. Butch Castle's there, Matt. Uh, nice support card up at Tarapa. But I think the main course today, it's fair to say, is uh, down the road at Rickenham Park. Main course and... Dessert and a little sip after as well, I think. Tim Mills is on the line. Tim, a massive week for yourself and the crew there at Rickerton Park. And it would have been pretty cold poking the toes out of the end of the bed this morning. Yeah, but that uh, Herald's in a good day, as we know. Uh, last few days uh, have been spectacularly warm once the frosts have gone. So uh, it was a bit cold around the gills on last Saturday, but uh, hoping, hopefully today, once this frost goes and the sun's out, there's not a cloud in the sky when I was looking out there just before. Well, a little bit of uh, high, high cloud, but uh, it looks it's going to be a good day, I'm pretty sure. Tim, what, what's your, your review of days one and two of the Grand National Carnival? Well, I think they've been, uh, they've been really, really good, to be honest. Um, I heard your comments about the polytrack before. Interestingly, the... Uh, 
Favourites winning percentage is 31.3 on our poly track, which is probably higher than the national average. And interestingly, on Wednesday, there were six of the uh, races were won by the favourite or the second favourite. So uh, it wasn't that hard to pick a winner, gents, I have to say, in defence of it. But um, the uh, I thought the highlight, of the, uh, certainly on the first day, was Bellardo Boy winning the uh, the Winter Cup. Everyone expected, uh, or hoped, I think, that just asked me, that grand little galloper could carry the uh, the 61 kilos. Perhaps just found that a little bit uh, a little bit much. But Bellardo Boy's owned by some wonderful people in the uh, post-race celebrations and capture what, uh, what racing's all about. I think the unpredictability of racing was again to the fore when West Coast looked like he was a shoo-in. Of course, he couldn't make it. He went a great race for third um, with uh, Prince Turbo winning the uh, race course hotel, Coral. Happy star carrying top weight and the short price to uh, to win the uh, Avon City Ford Sydenham. And I think on the middle day, one of the uh, highlights you mentioned, dear oh dear, a real little point of interest here is that uh, Les Collins was apprenticed to the late Ray Harris. Uh, at Tuahiwi, and his wife came out of the birdcage to the winner, and she is the daughter of one of the great racing publicans, Don Corbett, who rate, who owned the Plough Hotel for many years. He was a wonderful racehorse trainer as well, and a leviathan punter that uh, I think legend had it that he paid for the pub with his punting winning. So it was great to see uh, people in the birdcage we hadn't seen for some time uh, with a winner and in that winning stall. So, look, there was a lot of highlights. Uh, certainly uh, Amber Riddell winning the Nautical Insurance Amateur Championship the daughter of Jonathan Riddell and Trina Marshall. Trina is the daughter of Lockie Marshall, who was one of the uh, the uh, commentators of a bygone era based in uh, in Timaru in the main. So look, there was lots of little stories from the week, and that's what uh, that's what these carnivals tend to bring out. So no, look, really happy with the way the first two days are going. Uh, have gone rather, and looking forward to a bit of history being made today. I don't think I tipped a winner there on Wednesday, Tim. Maybe it's just me. maybe it's maybe it's just maybe it's just me. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but in fairness, we had another track record there. That horse that you speak about, Darrow Deer, uh, broke the fourteen hundred track record, one twenty one forty seven, sitting three wide the trip. So yeah, yeah, gee, that was some was sort of effort. Yeah, wasn't it? It's um, yeah, it's it's hard to know with those the track records. They um, you know they come and go and. Uh, we uh, we reward the, the winners with a bottle of bubbly if they can break the track record. But um, yeah, certainly it was it was a great race, and I, you know it was a race we made a, a point of difference trying to trying to find a race to make a uh, an attractive event on the program, and it was a race for horses that have been placed first, second, or third on a poly track, or sorry, a synthetic track anywhere and well, basically anywhere, and it drew a really good, interesting field, and uh, you know it was rewarded with a great competition and, and a track record. Yeah, are you seeing the benefits now of having the poly track as well in terms of of being able to train on it versus in the years gone by where at this point of the year normally it's hard for for trainers to get a good hit out into them is that the feedback that you're getting that, that there's been that real positive around having the poly to to work on for those horses at Rickerton? yeah well matt what i describe it as is we've now got four four good tools in the tool bag We've got a poly track. We've got a new grass training track that was built uh, alongside the poly, just interestingly, in a quirk of construction. It was cheaper to build a new grass training track than it was to remove the soil and, and dispose of it off-site. So we actually built two tracks, which is a, a fact that's often overlooked. And we've got a plough and a sand as well as the uh, the swimming pool and the course proper. So, you know, the trainers have the ability to pick whichever tool out of the tool bag they want, depending on what's open, the time of the year, the weather conditions, what the horse wants to do. And when you listen to people like Lance Robinson and Andrew Carsten, both of whom possibly had their best years, they've adapted to the use of the polytrack. 
You know, Lance made a good observation the other day that he thinks he had six, six more horses in work over the winter because he was able to work on a consistent track, race consistently every fortnight. And when you look at that from his business point of view, you know, that's a, that's a real positive cash flow and, uh, and business uh, aspect for him. So I think overall, for the people who have wanted to embrace it and learn how to use it and work it, which Andrew and Lance, just picking on those two in particular, but certainly the likes of, of Terry Ray and Ross Beckett and others, um, it has been a really positive training tool for us over the last 24 months. Tim, just as we uh, wrap things up, are we expecting the track to, to be in a similar state as to what it was the last Saturday, or are we going to see it maybe a little looser or a little holding? What are your thoughts? Look, it'd probably be very similar, I think. that The frosts and the little bit of rain we've had, Matt, have just kept the moisture in the track. The reading, the pentrometer reading was 5. It was 4.9 last week, so... You know, on that sort of evidence, you'd think it would be uh, very, very similar. But of course, they did uh, they did race on it last week. So whether that means that they raced, you know, sort of in the inside third. So whether they drift out a bit because of that wear and tear, well, that will be seen as the day progresses. Thanks for your time, Tim. Have a great day. No, it's a, pre- a pleasure, boys. All the best. Have a great day, both of you. Yeah, we'll try to find one today. <laughs> we'll do we'll do a little bit better. I've got a couple. I've got one at a price as well in a very competitive race, race nine. Ooh, hang on a minute. Yeah, you have a look. Hang on a minute. You have a look at that. I've You're going to take on my bet of the day. I, yeah, probably. I doubt you've got what I've got, so probably. Uh, we've got a heavy 10, as you heard, Tim, there. They might come out. I'd say they will be starting to use the, the width of that track later on. Uh, makes Matt's job super easy. Um, there'll be one sneaking up the rail. It certainly be, does. <laughs> you know, the other day, I said to someone... Yes, to me. I, did I say to you... About Bellato Boys' colours? Yeah, I, I, and I had mentioned it to someone earlier in the day. I said, the only thing I don't want to happen today is for the sun to come out <laughs> when the Winter Cup's on. Blow me, dead. They go out to the track. Sun comes out. Race goes. Sun's still out. Soon as they cross the line, sun goes. And why is that hard? It is so hard when the sun's on their backs. Particularly when you have... So, for example, the winner, Bilardo Boy, I had to second-guess myself whether it was actually him because the colours on the back, they just look black. Mm. And then you see cork coming through, and it's the same. Because the colours are dark and the sun's on their back, they literally just look black. And on the TV, they're a little bit easier to pick up. But when you're there, you've got 18 black colours coming at you. It's like, oh, no. So much easier when the sun's not out. You, you know how gymnasts get the things called twisties? And they like one day they wake up and they can't, do the twists in the ear and it becomes like they can't compete because they're going to snap their neck. Mm. Like you'd hate a race caller to get the yips. <laughs> like 18 horses in the winter cup absolutely steaming at you and you're like, uh. Uh, uh. I'm sure it's happened because in that moment, especially when you have to, like you never want to second guess yourself on anything, no. but let alone like when you've got split second decisions to make, it's like driving cars or whatever, you just got to gotta go with it. You'd hate to get a race caller to get the yips right as they're coming to the post. With the hiccups. That too. Uh, you have a look at race nine. Uh, I'm going to tell you, we're on a heavy 10 and a heavy nine record and Tarapa respectively. PGG rights and turf, premium suppliers of turf seed, and maintenance products to race courses across New Zealand. Fantastic. And uh, I've also got something a little bit fun for everybody. We've got a text here. Why are huge betting fluctuations so close to the race, especially Wednesday, because there's nothing in the fixed odds pool and the tab can only go off the tote? That's a question for Mick. He's back from Thailand next week. We'll put that to him then. I've got something more fun for you to entertain you with. 
Double eight, double three. We're, we're lucky here today to have Matt Cross with us on the mail run. Then he's going to go down the road and he's going to call the races.